The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. All ideas expressed are opinions and property of host Dr. Dory Lynn or the Center for Relationships, Sexuality, and Spirituality, LLC. It's time for Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit. Your host is Dr. Dory Lynn. Age and experience are an asset, and Dr. Dory has put together experience, stories, some great guests, and connections with you front and center for a fun-filled adventure. We invite your participation as well. Now, here is Dr. Dory Lynn. Welcome. This is Dr. Dory Lynn host of Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit. And today I'm going to say a little bit about why I have intertwined love, sex, and spirit. I believe that they are intertwined, especially as we get older, and that we need our full mindful capacities so that we can give lovingly in the moment, we can sustain the difficulties of life, and we can receive generously. I'm going to say something that might be a little surprising. I tend to believe that the only guarantee in life is not death and taxes. The only guarantee is pain. And most people have had painful moments in their life. For many, moments are so painful, they are afraid to love, or they don't know how, or uh They are wounded, or they love partially, not fully. And to me, this doesn't make sense at all, because what would the best antidote to pain be? It would be feeling good, loving, receiving, and giving. So love does cure. It's a long, hard lesson. It's difficult for people to risk, uh, but loving deeply is different than being in a marriage, being in a relationship, being functional, even having functional sex where, as some people know, you, the gentleman might go slam, bam, thank you, ma'am, and the woman might be doing a shopping list in her head and neither party would know the difference. So love, sex, and spirit. And spirit is the way that you interpret it. It may be God, it may be energy, it may be purpose, it may be uh, your way of being in the world, but they are intertwined. I didn't know that when I was younger. I believe that now with added years. 
Why am I leading into this? Because today I want to talk about both holistic medicine and Western medicine or integrative medicine. Or a more accurate description might be that integrative medicine involves both Western and Eastern medicine. And to my way of thinking, sadly, very few people understand some of the options that are available. I found out some of the options during my travels, especially my travels in India, where I saw healings that we couldn't do. And I saw illnesses that certain dimensions in other cultures couldn't heal. For example, in a meditative healing, and there is a way that some people just use mandalas and meditative healing, there are no, almost no, diabetes and certain Western illnesses that we know about. It's really quite remarkable some of the healing that they're able to do with uh, concentration, lack of stress, meditation, and certain uh, focus on what are called chakras, which I'm not going to go into today, but it's a whole other way of thinking about healing. On the other hand, certain illnesses like the common cold that are, or pneumonia, which are responsive to antibiotics, they often couldn't heal. And uh, it was fascinating to me to begin to learn that there were many roads to health. Today, my guest, who is going to join us later on, is Dr. Patrick Lovegrove, and I'll introduce you to him before he comes on, but a little bit later on, who is a functional or holistic healer. He is a DO, or we would call him a real doctor. He's a surgeon. Uh, He's served in the military. I'll tell you more of his biography a little bit later. And uh, he believes, as do I, that one does not have to fix an illness necessarily. What our job is, is to prevent illness from happening. In the U.S., we have a model which is take it, have become ill, take a pill, and then uh, maybe get better. There are other ways of thinking. Why bother getting ill at all? I was actually laughing. I believe this is true, but I heard that CVS is now rebranding itself into a wellness clinic. And of course, what are they going to do? They're going to have yoga mats available. And I guess they're going to make space in the larger CVS for yoga. And it made me laugh because if that is where we go, sneezing and coughing and have pneumonia and Lord knows what else to get our pills, what are we going to do? Have deep breathing and breathe in all the illnesses that other people bring us? So 
I'm not sure how they're going to turn their brand from a pill fix it to a preventative wellness model. It seems to me it'll take a very long time, but this is happening in America. What is holistic medicine though? How does it really differ from the standard hospital model? And I can tell you from my personal experience, I was in a hospital overnight. It was a teaching hospital. I was there for some tests. Uh, and I think if I hadn't been well, I would have been ill. They forgot to feed me because it's a teaching hospital. Students were there every moment. So, of course, I had no sleep. And I was tested Uh, upside down, inside out, and thoroughly. So while I would go to a hospital, a Western hospital, if I needed certain surgeries, I also don't think it's a very good place for sick people. And we know that the idea of a hospital is to get in and out very, very quickly. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about my love and appreciation for holistic medicine. And one of the reasons I enjoy doing this show is I get a chance to talk about some of the values that I have, share them with you, and perhaps they're of interest to you, perhaps you've never heard them before, or perhaps it'll open your mind to say, what is this woman talking about, or expand your knowledge. Really, I think I'm an educator at heart. So before I start, just remember, if you have any questions, call 1-888-346-9141. And you don't have to have a question. Of course, you can have a comment or a disagreement. Everything is welcome. To go back to holistic or integrative or functional medicine, what is it? It's an alternative to conventional Western medicine. It's an attempt to integrate Eastern and Western medical philosophies to restore the body back to its balance, giving the body the best ingredients for its restoration so that people feel better naturally. That means an individual can't be a passive recipient. You have to be an active person in your own wellness. In many ways, holistic or integrative, I'm going to use the terms interchangeably or functional, is a gateway to the next generation medical science. Very often, people who practice this way use it as a comprehensive, individualized, evidence-based approach to managing your health concerns. Patients, I like to think of them as collaborators, count on progressive, evidence-based health solutions that are delivered by clinicians of various kinds specializing in aspects of healing, such as family medicine, osteopath, 
sports medicine, traditional Chinese medicine such as acupuncture, holistic nutrition, and we all talk about nutrition all the time, psychology, health science, and often what's called anti-aging medicine, which I like to call pro-aging. And uh, talking about pro-aging, I know we are now trying to live longer. I recently read a book by Dara Horn called Eternal Life, where she makes a Faustian uh, uh, pact with God to save her her son in the book. And she lives minimally 2,000 years, perhaps longer. And in reading the book, uh, one is not so sure living such a long time is such a wonderful idea. And she explains that life just goes on and on and on. And you may have husbands, lovers, children, fires, pestilence, wonderful experiences. But after a while, she just wants to finish life. It made me think very much about our attempts to live longer and longer. But to get back to the idea of holistic, because as long as we live, and I'm turning 78, as long as we are alive and we are living, we hope to live well and have our health. I know that for me, my 40 years of yoga, and uh, I call that my pill addiction, I just get myself going to yoga when four or five times a week. I want to go seven, but I don't quite make it. Uh, And I've had a healthy vegetarian lifestyle. But uh, I know that I want to have my energy. And certainly as I got older, I started to get more tired. And through functional, holistic, integrative medicine, I was able to regain much of my own personal energy. And I'll tell you a little bit how that works. So we might call getting well, staying well, working at it, putting effort in, and it starts when you are young. But first we have to find out it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's a discovery-getting process that tries to address your particular health concerns. We try to boost the quality of everyone's life and use natural solutions as much as possible before disease sets in. And if you think of the word disease, think of it as dis-ease, illness is something that is means one is not at ease. And we frequently have to think in our stress-filled society, why do we get ill at particular times? I am not a believer that we bring on cancer and other illnesses and we have to feel guilty about it. That is not my point. However, if we are stressed 
our immune systems are weakened and we are susceptible for diseases that are in our body all the time to emerge. Our white cells, our little armies of fighting disease just don't have it in them to fight on all fronts, just like losing a war. You cannot fight on all fronts. So maintaining health is important and learning how to maintain health is very, very important. Finding a practitioner to work with you who will go outside of the usual is the first stop and the first step. In my own case, I interviewed five people. Five people. That's a lot of interviewing before uh, I found the person I wanted to work with. And before we take a break, I will give you this thought. Your doctor, your health practitioner is your employee. You are not only the patient. They are there. You are paying them. They are your employee. So remember that and work with them. We're going to take a break, and then I'm going to introduce Dr. Patrick Lovegrove, who's going to talk about uh, many issues, but primarily hormone replacement therapy, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, and talk a little bit about why we need it as we age. Remember, this is Dr. Dari Lin on Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit. Talk to you in a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Dory Lynn's latest book, Sex for Grownups, reveals the truths, lies, and must-tries for great sex after 50. Now published by Simon & Schuster, this book shows that no matter the age, sex can be a wonderful experience, but there are efforts that need to be taken. Read the book, try some of the suggestions, and live a happier life with better sex. Right now, for a limited time, mention Voice America and get 20% off the book when you email Dr. Dory at drdory.com. That's D-R-D-O-R-R-E-E at drdory.com. Tune in to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to Lead Up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your hosts, Colleen Biggs and Dee Daniels, speak with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show. 
Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit, with Dr. Dory Lynn. We want to hear from you today at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to drdory at drdory.com. Now, back to Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit. This is Dr. Dory at Mindful Matters, Love, sex, spirit. We were talking about integrative or holistic or functional medicine. And I have with me my guest for today, Dr. Patrick Lovegrove. And I want to tell you a little bit about Dr. Lovegrove. And in full disclosure, he is my doctor who made it past my five interviews. And uh, I chose him and he. He has helped me immensely, and I have to say I haven't been the easiest patient all along because I question everything that I have questions about and don't always listen immediately, so it really is a collaborative effort. I'm being truthful there, Dr. Lovegrove. Uh, Dr. Lovegrove was born in Staunton, Virginia, graduated from the University of Virginia, where he majored in biology. He received a medical school scholarship from the United States Air Force. He graduated from Nova Southeastern College of Osteopathic Medicine in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He then entered family practice residency in a unique joint program with St. Louis University and the 375th Medical Group Uh, Air Force Base. After finishing his residency in 2004, Dr. Lovegrove chose to serve his country and in the Air Force as a family practice and emergency room physician. And then he accepted his selection to the aerospace medicine program in San Antonio, Texas. And later that year, he moved to an air base in Germany. Uh, He continued to serve his country during multiple tours in Afghanistan, England, Portugal, Italy, Qatar, and he was honored honored with accommodation and meritorious service medals for his service. Now he is back in the U.S. He is something personal. He is married, has two lovely young children, and he is here in Charleston where he continues to practice family, aerospace, anti-aging, I say pro-aging, and holistic internal medicine. And he is also the founder of Merge Medical, which we will talk about in a little bit, located in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Welcome, Dr. Livgrove. Thanks for having me, Dory. appreciate it. It's a, it's, a, it's a real pleasure. You and I have talked a little bit, and there is so much that you have to offer, and partially at my request, and you thought it was 
a good idea. I asked if you would talk about bioidentical hormones, what draws you to using them, how the body works, and how you think preventative health works in whatever way you'd like to follow up. It's your, you're up to you. Yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, bioidentical hormones, uh, has become a little bit more mainstream over the past decade than when I started doing them about 20 years ago. But um, really what that means is that the you know, body makes its own hormones, and um, if you're going to replace hormones, you should do it with the same substance your body has made its entire life, and that would be bioidentical, which is different than, say, a synthetic alternative, things that are like in birth control pills or synthetics, and they're not bioidentical. As an example, of a lot of people know about birth control pills and the hormones. But when we're talking about bioidentical hormones, we're talking about using something that the body is, is accustomed to, and you're you know, in cases where as we age, we know that the uh, neuroendocrine theory of aging is that we age because our hormones decline, not vice versa. And by making sure that those natural hormones... Would you are be kind enough to repeat self, that sentence, Dr. Have Lovegrove? Healthier Lovegrove. Aging. Would you be... Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Would you be kind enough to repeat that sentence? I think it is the crux of of a way of thinking that many people don't understand. You said that as hormones decline, we age, not the other way around. Am I correct? Yeah, I mean, it's called the neuroendocrine theory of aging, is that we age because our hormones decline, not that our, you know, we, our hormones decline because we age. So, you know, it's, very interesting when you think about, you know, what comes first, the chick- it's kind of the chicken or the egg, and, you know, it's all kind of um, wrapped together within a natural process, but natural processes, you know, with science has, has been shown to be able to, to give the body back something it wouldn't be able to produce on its own, you know, in the latter decades of life. Well, where do we get these natural hormones? Some, they have to be made someplace. Yeah, I mean, you know, they can be sourced from, you know, they are made from, you know, pharmacies and compounding places make it. So you do get them from a pharmacy. Um, so, you know, they are standardized. They can be sourced from things like yams and soy. And they're not using the yam or the soy specifically, but just extracting the hormones. And they can also be made um, in laboratories. So in that case, they make the exact same hormone that our body has, but they can make it in a laboratory too. So there's different ways that... You know, you can get the source, but at the end of the day, you have the same hormone that your body's made um, your entire life given back to the individual to get that level the same that it's used to have its whole life. So would you say that there are certain foods that might help produce some of these hormones? Uh, Well, you know... Obviously, healthier living and eating cleaner is going to help us produce better hormones for longer periods of time, but there is a genetic component to this. Um, but like I said, I mean, we can't stop the aging process. We can't stop our glands from stopping to produce hormones. I mean, you know, men go through menopause, women go through menopause, women have a much more abrupt halt in their hormones than men do. They're on kind of lower of a 
a steady slope uh, versus women that's kind of fallen off a cliff. And uh, with that comes a lot more of attention to women's issues with hormones than men, but it's, it's, it goes both ways, and you can't stop that process. That process is just going to happen regardless of what you eat. I, uh, I agree with you, and I was going to share with you that uh, when I went through menopause, which was 20-some-odd years ago, uh, there were really no alternatives. People just didn't know. And I did some reading, and I read that in Japan, because of the diet high in tofu, seaweed, natural fish, and other natural foods, women did not have menopausal symptoms, or not the way we knew about them in the U.S., and I did a great deal of research, and I actually went on a compound made out of yams and soy. Now we're talking soy. Now we're talking many years ago when we were all just starting, but it helped. It really made a difference. But it took tremendous research for for my me, and I was just afraid of taking standard high dose hormones and estrogen, and uh, it's, so I've been an advocate for many years, but not as knowledgeable, of course, as you are. Can you talk a little bit more about how bioidenticals help not only with sex, love, spirit, or love, sex, spirit, but also with issues such as mental fogginess, fatigue, um, the things that we think about as natural components of aging, which may not be quite so natural if we know how to prevent them. Sure. So, you know, it's um, there's definitely things of the mind that, you know, we can control, but some of our chemicals and neurotransmitters aren't up to us. I mean, we can, you know, try to you know, uh, as you know, love and sex and, and, and being more spiritual can help, but there are limitations. And, um, you know, but I, I, I would like to say it's more of like a glass ceiling because you can break through those limitations if you have these natural substances in your body again. They give you a new potential. And with that new potential is, is, less, is less fatigue. It's more energy. It's less mental fog. A lot of the reasons is because of your body starts to wake up. It's, it starts, you know, there's a lot of nervous system inputs. It's like an electrical wire. It starts to move faster. I mean, they show that being on bioidentical hormones increase brain speeds. And, that, and that's a huge change. You know, if we're thinking faster, you know, we start moving faster and we start, you know, being able to in, enjoy our significant others and the activities we like to do just because of our capabilities increase. What about sleep? How does that impact sleep? sleep. You, know, um, you know, most people would say that they're, you know, once you hit certain latter decades of life that your best sleep years are behind you potentially, you know, with there's just a lot more waking up and not feeling as rested, feeling like you need sleep, but you, you, the sleep you get doesn't feel as restful. Um, you know, that's all the patterns of the brain about getting into deeper sleep. And we know that these hormones... Um, allow you to get into deeper sleep. So, 
you know, there's a long list. There's hundreds of hormones in the body. Uh, the ones that I've been, re- you know, referring to mostly has to deal with like estrogen, progesterone, DHEA, testosterone, but there's even something like melatonin, which is a hormone that helps you get into deeper stages of sleep. And there is ways to measure it. Most of the time, it's not through blood. It is through saliva with the melatonin. But when that level starts to diminish, you can expect your sleep to diminish with it. And um, you know, melatonin is so safe, it's over the counter. So and a lot of times it gets underestimated what it can do as we age to help us to get into deeper sleep. And sleep, of course, is essential for good functioning. We all know that. And deep sleep is essential for uh, what I want to say is staying sane and not going crazy because we do know that uh, sleep deprivation is a major, and I hate to mention this in, in this slide, it's a major torture uh, mechanism because if you deprive people of sleep, they simply don't know what they're doing any longer. So the, the deeper the sleep, the better the sleep, uh, the healthier you may be. Agreed? Agreed. Agreed. Okay. I, I know that you use a lot of tests that conventional medicine is unaware of. Uh, would you be willing to talk some about why you use it and what you're looking for and how you customize what you do for the individual? Sure. I mean, a lot of the, the popularity and kind of the coined phrase that's, um, that doctors are starting to, to call this type of medicine is called functional medicine. And, um, you know, I remember a lot of different names over the years. I mean, you know, anti-aging, integrative, natural. I mean, you know, a lot of different terms, complementary alternative medicine. A lot of terms have been tried to be coined. But the new one is functional medicine. And functional just means that you're trying to improve the function of the body. And in order to do that, you have to measure things that aren't necessarily disease processes. So it's not just looking to see if the disease, if there's a, if there's disease, no disease. Well, you know, some people can feel a little tired or they're, like you said before, you know, the, the, the mental fog, but they don't have a disease yet. And those would be argued as more pre-disease symptoms. That is poor function of the body. And so functional medicine is getting back to measuring Things like, you know, you know, the vitamins that are inside the cells of our body, inflammatory markers, you know, we already mentioned the hormones, uh, measuring toxin levels. I mean, we know that we're getting exposed to toxin at an alarming rate with our, you know, food, water, and air that we breathe, but how well are we able to get rid of those toxins, and why aren't they being measured on, like, an annual basis like so many other things, um, those are all part of our assessments is, like, where is a person you know, fitting with all these health standards and to go at it from a functional aspect to like whatever symptom they're coming in for. It may not be a disease, but how can you get rid of that symptom and not use a medication? You know, that'd be, most people don't want to go to the medication. I'm not against medications and used appropriately, but if you can do something naturally, I think everyone would be happier about that. Well, it seems to me that that's the way we human beings started out. And uh, I think I read maybe on your site, maybe someplace else, maybe Dr. Emmons, I don't remember, that uh, 
we now need to eat 50 5-0 peaches to get the same nutrients that we got out of one in 1950. Is that correct? That's correct. And the number, and, I remember when I heard that statistic uh, 20 years ago, the number was 30. So it's already like up to 50. So that tells you that in you know a decade or two, the problem's getting worse and not better. And that has to do with how... Uh, We are depleting our soil, how we are poisoning our environment, and how uh, the basic food we eat is, on the whole, if we're not careful, just not very health-inducing. Yeah, I mean, you know, something can look really good at the grocery store. And, you know, the, you know and, and labels will tell you what the government requires for nutrients to be um, on that label. But what you don't know is the soil that it came from. So if it is something that you knew grew at one point, you don't know the soil it came from, and that soil determines what nutrients it has. And, that, and all the nutrients, you know, there's, there's tens of thousands of nutrients. They can't be put, it on, a, put on a label. Most of them are they're not known as to, if without that nutrient, it's going to cause a certain disease so that there isn't a requirement. But there is a necessity to have those nutrients in our body. And, you know, it all comes, goes back to what that soil is. If that soil doesn't have the proper nutrients, and it, on top of that, it's maybe loaded with toxins, such pesticides, you're going to need more of the nutrients out of the soil to get rid of the pesticides that you're now consuming with the fruit or vegetable that you're eating. So, one of my thoughts as we're talking is that if you want to be healthy, particularly as as you get older, you certainly have to put some effort in. It isn't as if you can go to the doctor and say, give me a pill, I'm going to get better. You have to be an active participant in your own health. And I think many people don't understand that they are responsible. It's not just what the doctor says. It's not just what you say. But they are responsible for helping you to help them. Yeah, Tough that's job. a very good point. I mean, I would say any doctor, no matter what they're prescribing or recommending, would say compliance with the recommendation is is um, is paramount. But, you know, you know, you got to, you're only, you know, you're spending a small amount of time, less than an hour, you know, you know, I guess some doctor visit are maybe five minutes. You know, most of our visits are 30 to 45 minutes long. So we have a small amount of time to cover a lot of things, but we basically give over some information and then that person is left to, to use that information as they see fit and, and what they're capable of doing, what they want to do. And all the distractions and so forth. As soon as they leave that office, and the the you know the outside world is going to maybe pressure them in a different direction than what they know they need to be doing. So it really comes back to the person, and are they going to take those recommendations and and help that rubber hit the road? I I, I love your saying that because I, that would include, and I'm putting in a personal prejudice here. That would include not eating. Um, fried chicken fried chicken and chitlins every night and sitting and uh, thinking your exercise is 
moving from one TV channel to another. I know in my own research, I found that movement as we age is even more important than what we eat. You have to get up and move. You cannot be a couch potato. So they say an object in motion tends to stay in motion, an object at rest tends to stay at rest. So you got to keep moving and keep um, the blood pumping and, you know, um, the lymphatic system moving around to to get rid of your your waste products. And you can't be doing that but being a couch potato. Then you really do become a potato and probably look like one as well. (laughs) You know? Indeed. Um, I had another thought that uh, which just skipped my my head. I I was thinking about teaching people when they're younger how to take care of themselves so that they can, in fact, age well. You can change your life at any age and any stage, but it's, it's useful if you start at a young age. I know my own experience and I I refer to yoga often, is that people frequently come up to me. I was surprised, actually. And they'll start to talk to me and say, well, um, how can you still do that at your age? And I say, well, I started about 40 years ago, so you can do that too. And they kind of look at me and they listen. I think they listen because I'm not their mother. You know? Uh, if I was their mother, they'd probably roll their eyes. Probably my own kids would as well. Um, we have to take another break. When we come back, I would like to focus if, on preventing heart disease because that is the biggest killer we have in America. And I know that you have some ideas about what's needed to help people with heart disease. So um, let's go there when we get back. Remember, this is Dr. Dare on uh, Mindful Matters. I'm talking with Dr. Patrick Lovegrove, who is the director and founder of Merge Medical. And Patrick will give a plug about where you can find him. And uh, uh, we will, I just saw a message that said I, have only a couple of seconds. And we'll um, talk about how to maybe keep a healthy heart. Thank you, Dr. Lovegrove. Please stay with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. How do you define work? 
Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Dory Lynn's latest book, Sex for Grown-Ups, reveals the truths, lies, and must-tries for great sex after 50. Now published by Simon & Schuster, this book shows that no matter the age, sex can be a wonderful experience, but there are efforts that need to be taken. Read the book, try some of the suggestions, and live a happier life with better sex. Right now, for a limited time, mention Voice America and get 20% off the book when you email Dr. Dory at drdory.com. That's D-R-D-O-R-R-E-E at drdory.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit, with Dr. Dory Lynn. We want to hear from you today at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to drdory at drdory.com. Now, back to Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit. This is Dr. Dory with Love, Sex, Spirit, and we're talking with Dr. Patrick Lovegrove, who I said in full disclosure, I interviewed five physicians before as as my health provider before I said to Dr. Lovegrove, please take me on. I'm healthy and I want to remain healthy. And in my opinion, working together about a year, my health has gotten better and better. I don't always follow everything that is suggested immediately, so I am not the easiest patient, but I do get there, and it has made a difference. So I'm delighted to share with the world a way of thinking and an individual who I respect, and uh, if you don't have a Dr. Lovegrove in your area, there are many people who follow similar protocols. Before we stopped, we were talking about heart disease because it's the number one killer in America. And I know, Dr. Lovegrove, you have some very strong ideas and scientific evidence about how to help prevent heart illness and heart death. Would you like to take it from there, please? Sure, Dory. Um, so, you know, I, being the number one killer, I mean, I think it gets everyone's attention. Um, almost always there's a family member that they know, um, you know, that has had heart issues. And, you know, we approach it, you know, getting back to we're going to start talking about the hormone piece. I think always hormones are part of it, just 
having those hormones in the latter part of the life does reduce heart disease. Um, it is important to start them earlier um, as opposed to later, uh, a lot of which, you know, speaking about the hormones, it has to deal with calcium, atherosclerosis. So calcium gets into the vessels. Um, a lot of that has to deal with inflammation, but hormones help put calcium into bone where it belongs. And so uh, if, if those hormones aren't there, the calcium is like, likely to escape and leave our bodies, and that's as, you know, a weakening of the bones is known as osteoporosis, and one out of two women will have an osteoporotic fracture in a lifetime. So it is important to understand that it's all kinds of goes together. A lot of this, this calcium makes it into the vessel and leads, um, you know, to heart attacks and strokes. So making sure hormones are part of that recipe is important. Now, 90% of all heart attacks and strokes um, have been linked to high CRP, which is an inflammatory particle. I remember reading this in Time magazine um, back in 2001. They did an article as even as far back as that, almost 20 years ago, and that the, 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 this silent but deadly inflammation, as they called it in the article, is the key to preventing a lot of um, things that we know, like heart disease, uh, from happening. Um, that inflammation lays down that calcium that I was speaking into the blood vessel. So if you don't control the inflammation in the body, something that we run on all of our patients every time they come in for blood work pretty much, if it's been a few months, is something called C-reactive protein. And it's such an easy thing that that opens up a dialogue of whether their body is, has this inflammation in their body. And if it's, if it's high, they're at risk for things to happen that they don't want, the one, number one being the heart disease. So you control that parameter, you reduce your risk. Um, it's never, in no, there's no guarantees in life, but you're going to reduce your risk. So that's what we're focused on is the prevention of that by measuring and doing something about it. A lot of doctors don't measure it because there isn't a pill for it. There isn't just one thing that everybody gets or does that makes it better. It's just a combination of individualized, customized things. And then you measure it again. Did what you do work or it didn't work? And, you know, you just keep following it and try to make it better. I, I like admitting that uh, I'm not the easiest uh responder and the easiest patient because when you first suggested to me that I go off calcium and people who haven't seen me, they will. We're going on to YouTube, so they'll see me. And the next time you're on, they'll see you. So we'll have a far more interactive uh, uh, experience. But I'm not a very big woman and when you told me that you really thought I should be off calcium, I looked at you quite skeptically, even though you explained it to me and even though I read, and I made a deal with you. I don't know if you know it was a real conscious deal. And I said, fine, I'll have a DEXA scan, which is a bone scan that tests your bones, and we'll see whether my bone density has lessened or has increased. And Lo and behold, now this is an N of one, so we can't exactly use that scientifically, but the doctors who took my DEXA scan said, your bone density has increased. We don't understand it. So I, uh, my hat's off to you. I love that story because I just smiled nicely and did not argue with them. 
And you were quite correct. Yeah, I think it's, you know, calcium, as you were saying, I was telling you not to take the calcium. It's all about when you take the calcium. As a younger person and you have those hormones, calcium does a good job of going where it really belongs, and that's mostly in the storage location in the bone. As we get older, we lose those hormones. And like, like I said, menopause is the, is the most typical because it's like falling off a cliff and all of a sudden those hormones are here today, gone tomorrow, and you start losing a lot of calcium. Well, you don't take more of something you're losing because it's not going to go anywhere. It's just going to add to a potential problem in those blood vessels. And data, you know, over the last few years have come out that is questioning using calcium supplements in postmenopausal women, for for instance, because of its increasing atherosclerosis. And yet, doctors. So, what I'd like to do, I'm going to interrupt you because we're Mm -hmm. actually out of time, and I'd love it. If you could come back and we could spend more time on some of these issues, because I have lots of questions to ask you, but I'd like to give you a little bit of time. I know you're a modest man, but would you please promote where people can find you? And if they can't find you, where they can go? Sure. So, um, you know, I appreciate, uh, you know, being on the show and working with you, Dory. It's been quite a, a pleasure and, um, not a challenge, as you may uh, have alluded to earlier, but uh, yeah. So you know we're um, you know we're in Mount Pleasant, which is a suburb of Charleston, South Carolina. It's at Merge Medical Center, and uh, our phone number is eight four three four six nine one zero zero one. It's probably easier going to our website at mergemedicalcenter.com, where you can get a lot of information about our services. Um, interesting enough. Uh, uh, about 20% of our patients live out of state for varying different reasons, um, but uh, we we do see pa- we have patients in 17 different states as it is now, even some okay. as far away as Alaska. Um, what so- I will do, what I will do, because I hate to be impolite, and um, we have to finish our cup of tea here. Uh, I, I hate to be impolite. I do have to stop you, but what I will do is. Put the information. Thank you for being a part of our show. Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be sure to join Dr. Dory Lane for another exciting show next week. 